Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cork Talks, where I talk about anything and everything of interest to me, whether that be political, economic, social, technological, legal, environmental, cultural, you name it, I'll speak about it. Today's episode is a review. Um, I was lucky enough to attend Mo Gilligan's Black British Takeover at the Oto Arena in North Greenwich, and it was fantastic, it was interesting, um, it reminded me by why comedy is a conduit, like representing so many themes that transcend class, that transcend race, that transcend gender, you know, the commonalities that we all deal with. You know, I think the overarching one was definitely cost of living crisis. The jokes about cost of living were funny, if if not painful. Um, I really struggled like not to laugh at those because all broke right right the the government is either taking our money through tax or our companies not paying us enough but when you hear humor um tell your story you realize oh wow you're actually being like as they say like shagged um if you want to use slang or fucked if you just want to use english swear words but um it was great and there was a lead up so they're like it was Mo Gilligan and Friends, so there were, I think, five acts before Mo Gilligan. The doors opened at 6.30. Imagine he doesn't come on stage till 10pm. I did not know that. I assumed he'd be on, like, latest 8pm. I got there, like, just after 6.30, waiting for my friend. We got in at about 7.30, and Eddie Caddy was just, like... Eddie Caddy was, I guess, the host, and he was just doing, like, the, the intervals between each act. So Eddie Caddy was just doing his bit. And literally five minutes after we arrived, the first act came on. His name is Michael Odewale. And yeah, he was like a good startup. It was like they definitely um, positioned each act in pecking order of like humour. Then it was, so it was Michael Odewale that started he was making some inappropriate jokes that I think went a bit far, you know, didn't really catch on that much, but he was talking about, you know, living cost crisis, and then there was Kyra Gray, uh, he was talking about, like, getting on the property ladder, by the way, and, like, the jokes he was using to get on it, I don't know if they were hitting, but whatever. We had Kyra Gray next, she was predominantly talking about, like, romantic relationships for black women, um, dating, obviously, Jamaican men, dating white men, etc. That was funny. I think the highlight was Axel Blake, who I actually didn't know about before um, yesterday. But uh, he was really, really funny. He was talking about all of the things that um, we face um, as, I guess, living in a diaspora that is multicultural with multiple um, ethnicities. Um, And he is actually the winner of Britain's Got Talent, apparently, which I did not know. But really, really humorous. If I could tell you like an exact joke, I was I was definitely laughing the hardest when he came on. Obviously, before before Mo himself. But um, trying to think of the themes that were spoken about. He was talking about. Oh, he's really good at accents, by the way. He was like, I think, imitating a Somali accent that was really um on the nose. Let's say like quite accurate. Um, he 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 was just. They were all funny, but um. Angie Lamar, I really liked her um, segment. It was the, I think her being the oldest act, it was really like considered. It was talking about things like um, 
the wind rush generation about lovers rock you know obviously steve mcqueen has that mini series called small acts um and hers was it was actually funny, like, she started out talking about how when she was in the playground at school back in the day, um, and they used to play the game called Kiss Chase, and no one would chase her, and it was like, she was talking about racism on the playground, but for some reason, you're not thinking about that when you hear it through the format of comedy, you forget that these are actually, like, hard-hitting moments. Um, Michael Odewale started out talking a lot about, um, like, punishment in the home so basically black children being beaten and obviously a lot of people were laughing but this is like a major source of trauma for a lot of people as they get older so it's interesting how things that are quite uncomfortable get exposed using comedy like he even made some jokes about like pedophilia that was kind of a bit left field that I don't think really stuck very well but um it was interesting just to see like how far the boundaries of comedy can be pushed to enlighten the public about like really difficult um, themes and that's what I remember learning in English literature when we were like watching um, adaptations of like comedies or reading like plays and they were supposed to be comedic and we didn't really get the humour but our teachers would explain to us like oh no this is a format used to like illustrate the hardest most scary most tough um, issues in our society so We've got financial issues, we've got issues with um, health, we've got issues with, um, obviously, homelessness. Um, he was talking about, Michael Diwali was talking about, like, living at home. Yeah, it's coming back to me now. Living at home at, 20, at 28, like, not being proud of it, but obviously not having enough money to get his own place, etc. And obviously, Kyra Gray talking about the lack of romantic options for her as a black woman. And then um, Axel Blake just killing everybody with laughter. I was trying to remember an exact joke by him, but it's not coming to me. Even though he really made me laugh, maybe I was laughing so much, I wasn't getting to think about what he was saying. But he has a very good delivery, very, like, um, oh, yeah, he was talking about, like, whining in the club. Like, yeah, these themes of Black Britishness that we kind of forget, because it was called the Black British Takeover. Talking about, like, you know, when you're in the club, whining on the guy, all that kind of stuff, like, very nostalgic. Um, And then Angie Lamar, brought a more mature she's 57 and she was talking about like her experiences you know being born to Caribbean parents in the UK they even like had like a hook about Ngozi Fulani who of course is the woman that works in charity um sister space which is for domestic violence victims of black and Asian heritage and how you know she went to um Buckingham Palace and she met um Susan Hussey Lady Susan Hussey who's like a friend of um our new queen consort um we've got her name camille right prince charles's wife's name is camille right um yeah so all of that um kind of made entrance into some of these acts so of course these acts are very relevant to today's time they're very snappy they're sharp they're on the nose they're um current which i like you know I like the fact that someone can hear something recent and say, oh, that's good material for my work. And it'd be up to date and refreshed and not like these old archaic jokes, which I think leads me to my last person before Mo Gilligan. We had Richard Blackwood, who we know for being um, on Hollyoaks and EastEnders, etc. And he was making some joke that my friend actually made a really interesting statement about, right? He was like, I'm 50, but I'm still fuckable, right? 
And then my friend kind of said onto her breath, she was like, instead of him to go and marry. And it made me laugh, but it was like, it's interesting what we base our self-esteem on. Like, a lot of his jokes were just blatantly texturist, colorist, anti-African. Like, very archaic jokes from back in the day that you would spit, like, in the playground when you are, like, none the wiser. Doesn't mean that they're not funny but still, like, pretty offensive. Like, he made a joke about well, all the older, older than 50 women in the, in the house, and he's like, oh, you guys probably can't hear me because you're going deaf. And I was like, that's just blatant ageism. Like, it was it was the difference between comedy just being, like, downright offensive and still, like, raising a tingle, um, like, or, or a laugh, versus um, hu- uh, humour or comedy that is so effective that it doesn't even have to, like, necessarily be offensive, which I think Mo Gilligan really was great at like I haven't actually seen his videos in a while I think he went viral during the pandemic and TikTok and obviously um, popping off with those kind of slapstick videos and I remember seeing them on Twitter and stuff and be like oh this guy's funny and not really knowing that much about um him only to like see a Netflix series and he was just talking about like how he's come into um accepting his new fame and success and um very imaginative with his material which I really liked different you know um exposing some things about uh, relationships that I did not know I was like wow like interesting curious you know what I mean um I didn't know um the secrets of these interactions that we have as humans sometimes I just be so out of the loop I'm like what's going on I don't really get it but I love how comedy can reflect you know even our ignorances um the the stupid things about us um like the willfully stupid things like the things that we can educate ourselves on but choose not to the things that we find humorous um the representations of society that we have however misguided and how we um displace display them in a way that is i guess digestible understandable to the masses funny there's a lot of incorporation of lights and music which i really really enjoyed um it's always nice to get people to mix up mediums when you've got a stage show um especially at a place like the o2 which has a huge capacity and um i saw every seat filled it was like super duper fun it was packed even getting there was a struggle like i was thinking when i saw the not 6 30 on my ticket i for some reason thought that that's when the back, um, doors would close and when I got there, I was like, oh my god, people are still queuing. It's definitely when the doors open. There's just no specific time these kind of things start, but they end far too late. Like I didn't get home till after midnight. I was exhausted and I had to go to work. Um, same day. So yeah, it was it was lovely. I really enjoyed it. It's making me think to myself about obviously the gender disparity in um comedy. You know, luckily I think they they made a um, a conscious effort to marry that up with um, two women and four men, and then of course Eddie Caddy. Um, but it's making me rethink what's humor, what's funny, what's not, um, what goes on in our society and our communities, um, the things that separate us, the things that connect us, um, and obviously all of the stratas and stratifications that we deal with. Like I say at the beginning of this podcast, I always say like, we'll talk about things that are political, economic, social, technological, legal, environmental. Funnily enough, like these kind of apps and apps, these kind of um, com- uh, uh, acts, let's say, 
are able to like unpack those themes really really well without being so um heavy laden and thick which honestly I don't mind because sometimes I think you just do need to go through the academic jargon and do think you just need to get to the meat of it and not worry but I am concerned like that we are not tenacious enough in trying to really like see what's going on in our society everything is so surface top line we don't go deep enough we don't go deep enough like you want to be able to make statements about proper um deep root issues in your community and people just don't have the knack for it they don't have the tact for it they're not they're not energetic enough they're too lazy um and I, I worry that we're losing that. So I'm just continuing to go to these kind of events and refresh my memory. Like, even Mo Gilligan made a joke about how, like, you know, back in the day when you were really, really broke and you had no money, you would, like, butter your bread with, like, stalk butter. And I remembered it. Like, before he even said it, he was like, that butter was for cakes. And I said it to my friend, I was like, that butter was for cakes. And he was, like, so funny. It was like an echo. He was talking about, like, the cost of, like, wings and chips changing and, like, how uncomfortable his friends were and, like, showing happiness and joy when he took them to Las Vegas. Like, obviously, that's an issue of masculinity and, like, emotional expression. Like, all of these themes were coming out and it was lovely to see it in an environment where everyone feels um safe enough to listen to these issues without feeling like they're being moaned at or they're feeling targeted you know what i mean um like i said like richard blackwood had his classic colorist textrist um anti-black anti um african jokes just like whatever but it was the idea that that's his generation that's where he's from that doesn't make it okay but it's a reminder that even like nobody's no one's apolitical no one is in a vacuum no one is immune to like the um the contingencies of life the 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 discriminations of life and well like i hope to go to more of these um kind of comedy shows to like really unpack the the funny and not so funny parts of our lives um i feel like when all of these political issues get spoken about like even Eddie Caddy had a bit of a segment about Chrissy Quarteng <laughs> we, we kind of switch off mentally but then when someone's kind of doing it to the backdrop of music and dancing on the stage and with a mocking accent suddenly you're like oh that's that's quite funny that's quite interesting um and you've got obviously economic crisis like living cost crisis you've got the social which is the um separations in our community between black people Asian people within black people within Asian people um, amongst white people um and you've got your technology the fact that we've got phones now and and obviously the parental and, and child relationships out there um obviously the legal issues which basically infuses everything because regulatory processes affect every single one of our lives whether we realize it or not you know whether it's um, a train strike or um the um the lack of regulation of electric scooters like all of these things are determined by like the law and then of course the environment which is climate change pollution but also the the milieu you live in and the area the um, um population the dem- demography all those good facts so yeah i really enjoyed it i think maybe from now on when i go to these places i want to like 
ever take a notebook because I think that that just kind of defeats the object but I would like to um, reflect more on exactly what I absorb just in case I do get ideas but I tend to write them on my um, online journal anyway on like public transport so yeah um, we move I, I had a good time I worry though that like uh, these kind of events are going to become addict- addictive to me and I'm going to have like no money left but I feel like it's a life I'll spend even if so so thank you for listening to this episode um i really enjoy it i really like sharing these reviews and i hope i mean i've got quite a few more events i've gone to already that i actually need to review i haven't actually done all the events i've gone to i've been to like two or three two at the library bookshop that had like two different events so i'll try and do episodes for those two um kind of thing people keep telling me to watch these different series i doubt i'll do anything for series unless it's like super illuminating and mind-blowing but until then um i shall see you later and um yes we shall reconvene at some point thank you for listening and good night bye